0: Live
1: from San Antonio, Texas, it's the K&A
0: Sports Picks Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Cofield & Associates. For over 20 years, specializing in Oracle application delivery. Hey listeners, we've got back on the podcast our Trinity mathematician whizzes that are going to break down the baseball, baseball picks. We also have, from uh, Wyoming, our very own C.A., who's an expert on Wyoming Cowboy football and uh, Dodgers. And he, when we get to our NL West pick, he is going to break, break down the blue crew. Um, but before we get started with our picks, a special shout-out to Ed from Austin, who is our big winner in the K. N. A. Sports NCAA uh, basketball pick and to to CK uh, and her Peruvian picks, second place. Um, Tanner and I finished a, a little further down, but there's always next year. Brian Tanner, how are you guys doing?
2: Doing great, um, excited for the baseball season. Uh, best time of the sports year. Yeah, doing well. Always good talking baseball.
0: So. All right, baseball's back. So guys, let's let's dive deep into this. Um, Let's start. We're going to start with the American League and our predictions for um, each division. American League East. Brian, who, you, who do you have? Uh,
1: this is a tough one between the Yankees and the, the Red Sox for me. I think the Yankees uh, pick up a stand is going to be pretty big if they can keep the strikeouts low, which I doubt they will be able to do. And the Red Sox obviously have a good pitching staff and a good young core. Um, but I think I'm going with the – the Red Sox for this one. Um, they're they're pretty, uh, I know having the Astros face them in the first round of the playoffs last year, they're a tough team and they're, they're, they're pretty scrappy so I'm picking them for, for the a- a-
2: AL East. I have to go with the Yankees on this one. Um, I think it was a close race last year <get> little nervous about their um starters um i don't think it's a terrible starting road to rotation but i don't think it's great i think there's some questions on there but i think their bullpen is so good that i don't think it's going to matter too much i think their lineup is going to hit a lot of home runs um i think the red sox are a good team um i think jd is definitely going to add some much needed power to that lineup but I still think that the Yankees are going to score more and I trust their bullpen more. So I'll give them the edge, but I think it's going to be a close race. I think that it's not going to be a you know, runaway or the Yankees aren't the clear favorite that some people are making them out to a B. So I think it's going to come down to the last few weeks of the season.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, uh, Tanner.
2: I'm, I'm
0: going with the Yankees. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys saw Sports Illustrated, not Sports Illustrated, ESPN was Projecting that they may hit 300 home runs this year, I know ESPN is kind of the Yankees' home network, <laughs> uh, but they are loaded. and And the thing about the Yankees is they have a ton of pitching prospects. Uh, so if they do get injuries to the starting staff, um, they'll be able to call up like a Sheffield uh, or or some of the other guys that they have down in the, the minors. So I think I think they're they're loaded. Um, I think it should be a good race, but I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Yankees as well. Are, are
1: y'all worried about the the strikeouts at all, or do you think that's just part of the game now? What do y'all think about it? Good question.
2: Um, a few years ago, I might have been, but I think just seeing a lot of home run intensive teams um, thrive in the playoffs, I think that is more part of the game. Um, you know, I think that I'm not too worried. I think that they have enough. Offense to where they'll be able to overcome, and especially over the course of a hundred sixty-two game season, it might concern me a little more in the playoffs, which I will get to. But I think over the course of a hundred sixty-two games, they're going to score enough runs on the long ball that I think they'll be able to win a lot of games.
0: Yeah, that's a uh, that's an excellent question. I think uh, Ellsbury being hurt is going to going to hurt them, and you know having Gardner and Ellsbury in the lineup. You know, to setting the tables for those guys, guys will help. Um, they will. They will be a streaky team. Um, that's for sure. Boom, yeah. boomer, bust. But I, I do think that they have enough guys in their lineup that uh, they won't be. They won't go into too many valleys. Yeah,
1: I think uh, definitely. With, I, I like Gardner a lot. He's a scrappy guy. Uh, plays hard. And Gregorius was really good last year. Um, I'm just worried. That, like Aaron Judge hasn't had a full year. of of good play you know like whenever he first was called up didn't play well he had obviously a torrid start to last year but terrible after the all-star break and then kind of picked it up again Um, so I think yeah definitely streaky like you said I think maybe as they go or as uh, you know Stanton and Judge go so do the Yankees so we'll see how that goes this year
0: All right, Um, AL Central
2: Tanner who do you have? this one's not too hard um uh the tigers are gonna be terrible the royals are rebuilding the uh, twins will be okay but i'm not as high on them as other people are um so i think the end the uh indians are gonna win this one i think they're gonna as we saw last year they still have a great rotation they still have some guys who can hit and they're only you know Feel like they're flying under the uh, radar but people forget that they did have the best record in baseball last year and a lot of that team is still there um and they're playing i mean when you're going to be playing the royals and the tigers a uh a, a dozen times or so each i think you're going to get a, a a lot of wins so i think they're going to have this division wrapped up um with a few months to go left in the uh, season i think that it's not going to be really close Um, And I think that they are a bigger threat to the Yankees and the Astros and the uh, Red Sox to win the um, AL than um, people are currently giving them credit for. Uh,
1: I think I would definitely go with the Indians too. Uh, Obviously the Twins had a breakout year last year. They've got a great coach in in Molitor. but yeah, obviously the the Indians have an incredible rotation with uh, Kluber and Bauer. I think is is kind of underrated. I like him a lot, and that Clevenger guy. Um, but yeah, they're um, they're really good um, and really young team. I'm a huge fan of Lindor too. I think he's a great hitter, uh, and he's probably the best best defensive shortstop I would say in the league right now. But uh, uh, they, yeah the Indians are I think will will win the Central. But I do. Um, I don't know. I, I They are a scary team. Obviously, they, they were really streaky at the end of last year. Um, and I, I do agree that they're a threat to, to win the American League, like you said, too.
0: Yeah, I definitely like the Indians. like their bullpen. If uh, Allen and Miller stay healthy, um, they have a good lineup, one through nine. Uh, I, I do see the Twins, uh, you know, compete competing and keeping it close but uh the indian the indians uh, i think their their pitching staff and their their depth and their pitching staff is is better than the twins so that'll that'll make the difference and the indians are battle tested Uh, they know they know how to win so i'm definitely going to go with the indians now your guys division the american (laughs) league west and let me get this out of the way and then i'll let you guys fight it out but I, i we'll have to go, we'll have to go with the ashes again to repeat. I don't think it'll be close. Um, you know, I think the Angels will have been improved. Otani's, Otani's exciting. And I feel sorry for the Mariners because they have the longest streak in professional sports of not making the playoffs. So I, Kind of hoping that they can sneak in as a wild card, but I'm not seeing it. But I think the Astros will have this division wrapped up by the end of uh, August, early September. So you, American League West guys.
2: <laughs> um, well, I'll let it go to Brian soon because he's our Astros expert. But I will just say there's no really fight for me. The Rangers, this is not a year they're really, I think, in it to be a serious contender. Um, they made a few decent moves um, during the uh, winter, they signed Pfister, they signed uh, Miner, but these are really band-aids and the rotation is still a big hole. And if Martin Perez is your, number, is your second starter on your team, then I don't have a lot of comp, uh, confidence in the rotation. Um, so as a Rangers fan, I'm not really concerned about wins and losses this year because I don't think we're going to, to compete, I'm much more concerned about how guys like Gallo, Odor, Mazzara, they've kind of been in the league for a few years and they've been good, but they haven't made that big next step to where you can really see them being guys that you can build a team A around. So, you know, I don't really care as much how many games the Rangers win this year, but if those guys take steps to where they show that they can be guys that you can build a team around, then I will be happy with how the uh season goes and I'll let Brian break down the um Astros, but I think it's very clear that they are the best team in the um, AL West. The Angels will, will be good. The Mariners and A's will be decent, but the Astros will be will win this division easily. Do you
0: think the Rangers, if, if they're pretty far out, do you, do you envision them being sellers at the uh, trade deadline? I do, or do you think that they are just going to try to tread water until some of their prospects come up?
2: I think that's some of the older guys. I think guys like Chu... And Um, you know, by the trade deadline, they really don't see how this is going to how they can sneak into a, a wild card spot. I think it's not going to make a lot of sense for these guys to stay on the team. And I think they will try to um, trade them while they can at least get a prospector or or two back. So I personally do not think that Beltre will finish the year with the. um rangers and i think they have a lot of respect for him and all that's done that and and all that he's done for, for the uh, team so i think they'll want to trade him to a um kind uh, tender so maybe he can be kind of like a carlos beltron and get one last shot at a uh, ring yeah,
1: that was uh, initially my thought on the year that they need to get some value out of beltray i mean he's still a solid third baseman and he's obviously one of the greatest hitters of all time. Um so I uh, I think he what hit three thousand he got to his yeah. three thousand hit last season. Um and just recently he's uh got the most hits for a Latin born player. So I mean I think they definitely need to, to trade him this season, um and build up y'all's uh yeah farm system. You know, obviously yeah. it's getting stronger with the the yeah, trade and everything.
2: Yeah. But, but it's still definitely I mean I think the next three or four years are gonna definitely be a time of transition and it's all going to come down to how those three guys, I think, how Gallo, Mazzara, and O'Dor develop, will kind of show where the rest of the team is going to go for these next three or four years.
1: Yeah, so I guess uh, getting to the Astros. Um, yeah, obviously, um, being from Houston, I'm picking the Astros to to win the AL West, um, and I am pretty excited about their year, uh, just because I mean, obviously, we won the World Series last year, but we added Garrett Cole to our starting rotation and. Um, I guess he's well advertised, but he um, started opening day last year for the Pirates. So we added an ace to a already great rotation w- with uh, Justin Verlander for a full year. Um, depends on how Keiko's done. Uh, Keiko's been hurt the, like a good por- portion of the last two seasons, and he hasn't been as good coming off the DL um, in those last couple of years. So that, that is um, the one thing I'm worried about is uh, rotation health because McCullers, as well, our, th- our three-hole starter, um, has spent a lot of time on the DL, and he's obviously got great potential, throws hard, has an amazing curveball, but he needs to stay healthy this year. Um, yeah, Obviously, Gary Cole has started off great, and uh, Charlie Morton, through two starts, hasn't given up a run. So I think our, our that's the most exciting thing for me is, is a good rotation. and Obviously, our, our offense is, is going to be pretty similar to, to last year, so I think they're going to have a strong year and run away with the West again, but I do see the, the Angels being more competitive than they have in the past. Obviously Trout um, and, and Pujols are on the team, and Pujols is getting a little bit older, but Otani's an exciting player and it's had a great start to the year. Um, so I think they're definitely uh, something that, some other team that can't be looked over.
0: And so um, what do you think about their um, their farm system? Do you, you you mentioned the rotation and the concern on the injury. Do you, you think that the Astros have enough in the farm system to pull off uh, maybe not a you know they're loaded at the front end but maybe to to uh, fill in you know the third fourth or fifth starter to to acquire uh, another arm at the trade deadline
1: yeah I, I think that's I don't even think trading for someone would be necessary because we still have Peacock in the bullpen who's who can go a strong with six innings he's shown it I guess last year filled in while Keiko was hurt McClose was hurt um, showing that he can uh, take on that job and we still have him in the bullpen as a great piece. Um, so if we ever, if anyone's heard, we can move him. Colin McHugh is in the bullpen as well. He's a former starter and he can be stretched out. So I think even um, if we don't want to go get an arm, we can fill in with people on our bullpen. Uh, right. We have a guy, Forrest Whitley, one of our top prospects. He was suspended for uh, the drug abuse policy, but I think he may maybe get a shot this year. He's obviously really young, but he's tearing up the minor leagues and uh, yeah, so I think we, we definitely have a, a couple of good prospects and we also drafted uh JB Bukowski from um last year and he looks like a he's a big pitcher and he looks like he can throw hard. So we've got we've got some guys I think waiting in the wings.
2: Yeah, the Astros are definitely and you know, just quick question. Everyone talked about last year the Cubs, the hangover from the World Series. Um but the Astros are off to a fast start. It seems like this group of guys are still hungry and young do you see any effect of a you know they won this emotional seven game world series the first win in franchise history after um harvey do you see there being a letdown or do you think these guys are disciplined enough to not have that same kind of play that the cubs did during the first half of this year
1: yeah i i definitely think they are i think carlos beltran was a huge leader last year and instilled that kind of like winning mentality in them uh, Alex Bregman's a guy that I think is um, is you know a, kind of a confidence about him, he's even borderline arrogant, and he's wanting to win all the time. He thinks he's the best player out there. Altuve's is obviously a great player, and uh, Springer and Correa, obviously young guys that want to to win again. And I think the huge driver on that is AJ Hinch, and he's I I love that guy. He's um, definitely keeping the team going, and he's obviously we've we've celebrated the World Series and everything, but he's moving on from that and he's preaching definitely we're not um, we're not complacent this year and actually our, our team motto is never settle so I think there yeah. like a the whole organization is, is preaching like not being complacent and and you know uh, and still trying to win this year
0: excellent excellent so we
2: um, who do you guys have for your wild your two wildcard picks I have the Red Sox. Um, I think they're still a really good team. Um, I think they were a good team last year, and I think adding J.D. Martinez was huge. I mean, he had some power, which they really um, needed, so I think that they will fairly easily win the first wild card, and I think the, um, the um, Angels will win the next. I think that they added Ohtani. Um They have the best player in baseball, Mike Trout. Um, they picked up Ian uh, Kinsler and and signed um Upton to an extension, so they have a lot of a uh, talent um I think and they came close last year, but I think that they will um win the uh, second wild card this year.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. So I guess my division picks was was the Red Sox. So um, but I think the Yankees slide in there and and the first spot. But I agree with the Angels sliding into the second spot. I think that obviously the Yankees have a. A solid uh, rotation. They picked up Gray last year, and they got Seb- Severino. Looks really good, and their bullpen is obviously incredible. Um, so I think that and like picking up Stanton, they're gonna um, be a good team, and they'll um, get that wild card. And then the Angels, obviously, Otani um, is gonna I think be a huge factor. I think how again how I said how Judge and Stanton go like so the Yankees. I think it's Otani. He's gonna drive
0: uh, how the the Angels do this year. I I'm going to agree with you guys on the Angels getting the, the second wild card, and I'm going with the Red Sox at the first wild card. I actually think the most interesting race in the American League is going to be the second wild card because mm-hmm. I can see the Twins mm-hmm. and the Mar- the Mariners, um, and who knows even the Blue Jays competing yeah. competing for that second wild card spot. But um, man, what a good story, Otani, Otani! Mm-hmm. So that would that would be a lot of fun if the Angels. Could get that second wild card spot. So,
2: the moment of reckoning: who's going to win the pennant in the American League? So I've gone back and forth on this for a while between the Yankees and Astros. I think you could make both cases on one. On one hand, the Yankees took the Astros to seven last year, and they added Stanton. Um, on the other hand, I think that the Yankees, being a streaky team, it makes me nervous. And a lot of people have been trying, I think, to wave off their starters and saying their bullpen is great. But I think what we saw in the World Series last year is even if you have a great bullpen, if your starters don't go deep into games that can wear them and throughout a seven-game series, relying just on your bullpen can really come back to bite you in games six and seven when you kind of run out of guys that you can um, run out there. Uh, It's a tough because I think I can make a case for the Indians, Yankees, and Astros. Um, but I think the Astros have a good bullpen. I think they have the best rotation. I think they have a good lineup. Um, so I think they have the least question marks of any of, uh, of those three teams. So while this is prop this ball, I think this is probably the toughest one I'll have to pick. I have to pick the Astros to, to repeat just because I think they've been there. I don't think they're any worse. And I think that they're the most consistent team in the American League.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think uh having a bunch of young guys who have had that experience in the World Series um I think that definitely helps them out um and their obviously the lineup is is going to be pr- pretty good the whole if if we don't have any injuries um like our lineup's going to be really good and our rotation seems to be at least on paper and so far this year been really solid. And the only question mark for me I think for Astros lineup is the DH um, and we do have a guy uh Kyle Tucker in the minor leagues, who's Tanner just tore up the spring, hit like four hundred, and I think that there might be a potential for a September call up there. Um, but yeah, so I think their lineup is great, and I think they're gonna to repeat as the
0: the pennant, the AL pennant winner. I want to go with the Astros, I really do, and I'll be rooting for the Astros. Oh, but the Yankees are just are are just loaded, and they have a lot of talent. And they've broken my heart throughout the yes. years. Um, so I am going, I'm going to go with the, the Yankees and I see uh, Stanton and um, and Sanchez and Judge, um, you know, this guy's getting hot in the playoffs with Severino and Arada Chapman and, you know, it was a tough battle last, last year with the Astros and I think they'll still squeak by. So uh, it's, it's, it's going to be an outstanding uh, American League championship series, I foresee. Okay, guys, your picks are locked for the American League. Now let's go to the National League and the National League East. Brian, who do you have? National League
1: East, I think uh, it's definitely the, the Nationals, again. Like this, uh, They're a great team, and I'm not sure why they haven't <laughs> succeeded in the playoffs yet. Um, obviously some tough breaks but um, Harper's off to a fantastic start and they have one of the best rotations in the league. Uh, Scherzer is a, is a great picture, pitcher um, and they have Strasburg, hopefully he can stay healthy this year. But uh, they look like the team to beat um, out of the National League for me, which I guess I'll talk a little bit about um, later, but yeah, they're, they're my pick for National League East.
2: Yes, and they're mine as well. Um, I think the NL East um, is going to be a better um, division this year. I think the Braves and Phillies will be better. I think the Mets can't be much worse than they were last year, and I think they will be uh, better, but the Nats have the most um, talent, and I think they'll win that um, division fairly easily. Uh, I,
0: I'm going to go with the Nationals, though I think it's going to be closer than you guys think and yes part of it is because of a Mets homer. <laughs> but I think the Mets' biggest acquisition this year was was Callaway, the pitching coach for the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. That was a good pick-up. And, and the fact that they're healthy and, and you mentioned the Astros having a couple, you know, former starters in the bullpen. Well the Mets kind of have that now. And Selman and Lugo are now pitching out of, of the bullpen and those guys have had some success and that just adds some depth um, to your bullpen and gives the manager flexibility. Um, but I definitely go to go with the Nationals because the Mets pitching and their, offense, their lineup is very fragile. They have like four or five position players that are over over 30 and over the course of 162 games you're going to get injuries and, and breakdown. But I do think the Mets will be competitive, keep the race close, and we'll compete for a wild card. Um, National League Central.
2: That's going to be a, an interesting race. I think that there are three teams that you could really make a case for. I think the Cardinals are going to be better. I think the Brewers have an outstanding outfield. Um, and the Cubs, of course, added Darvish um, and still have a lot of... Um, talent from their 2015 run or a 2016 run sorry um but and i was tempted you know to pick the cardinals going into this just because i'm not sold on the cubs and i wanted to be contrarian but after looking at it i think the cubs from a rotation standpoint from a bullpen standpoint from a lineup standpoint still have the most talent in that um division and i just couldn't bring myself to pick the um, Cardinals because I still think the Cubs are a great team. I still think over the course of one hundred sixty-two games, they have the most talent, and I think they will win the NL Central. Yeah,
1: yeah I think I'm gonna to go where Tanner did not, and uh, <laughs> I think obviously the Cubs are uh, a really talented team. Um, and but I just think that the additions that the Cardinals and the Cubs make are are made this past offseason. Are going to make that tough, uh, tougher division for them. Um, I still see it being a really tight race, um, but I think my pick is is going to be the Brewers this year. I think they they have a, a really good outfield. Um, they picked up Yelich. Um, they have a guy named Domingo Santana who actually came from the Astros. Um, I believe in the Mike Fires trade a couple of years ago, um, and he's a solid hitter and he's got a big arm out of uh, out of the outfield. Um, I think they're a, a much improved team. Uh, I think the Cardinals they uh, they picked up Ozuna and he's obviously an exciting player too. Uh, so they're gonna be much improved from last year. Um, hopefully, hit for a little more power. And yeah, so I, I obviously I think it's gonna be a, a tough race. And the Cubs are really talented, but I'm going with the Brewers this year.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. It's gonna it's gonna be a heck of a race. Um, but i am I'm gonna go with the Cubs. I really like their lineup Bryant Rizzo, Sherber um, Russell. Um, they just have a deep lineup and I like the the um, you uh, Darvish pick pickup even though I struggled a little bit in the postseason there. Um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Cubs and uh, to uh, to win that division in a tough di- division race. hey guys uh, we have some exciting. Uh, news we have live from wyoming we have ca who uh, in our next podcast we're going to have a podcast on the um, nfl draft and and he's going to break down josh allen and his thoughts on on uh, allen and where he where he sees his best fit Uh, but today CA is a authority on the, on the Dodgers, so we're gonna break down the National League West and uh, Say give us a give us a lowdown. What, what do you see for the Dodgers this year?
3: First of all, thanks for having me on the show uh, Long-time listener first time I've had a chance to be on here, so I'm really excited about that. So thanks uh, As far as the Dodgers go this year, I was pretty hopeful I um, the way we've started, it's been a little bit scary, but I don't think it's going to last. The Dodgers this year didn't make a whole lot of changes in the offseason, and um, so I think that's that's good it, uh, as far as them looking forward and thinking that we have it. I'm a little bit worried that they might have a kind of a letdown. Um, just because the way the World Series went and um, getting so close, but yet not making it. I think in some people and some teams it might give them some drive and to and really fight to get back in there. But um, so far, I'm just really not seeing that with this Dodger team. Uh, so far, I feel like they're a little bit uh, tired um, and just not having the drive, but I think that'll change and they'll pick it up. Um, biggest concern uh, I feel is going to be in our bullpen Uh, we made a couple changes got rid of a couple guys that were important last year in the bullpen to before they got to Jansen Um, Scott Morrow and Tony Watson who we picked up uh, at trade deadline last year Uh, and so those two guys are gone and right now I think the bullpen struggling to find some consistent guys and obviously the biggest factor so far this year in our nine games has been Uh, Jansen himself he's given up had a couple blown saves his ERA look today was a whopping 12 I know it's it's hard when you start the beginning of the year and you give up a few runs but um, he just doesn't seem to have the stuff that he did last year so that for me is the biggest concern uh, as I look in look down the road and and how he can write this ship a little bit that we've started slowly on I think our starting pitchers, the um, thing that we've always had, it seems like, is a lot of injuries in our starting pitching staff. We don't quite have the depth that we have Like if our top guys aren't there. Um, we have uh, about six that we can use, though, so I guess we do have one extra. And compared to a lot of teams, I guess we're pretty lucky. Um, but, you know, obviously Kershaw's great. Um, I thought Hill last year in the World Series – was wonderful and the Dodgers misused him and I think that uh I think that will give him some drive that's one guy that I think is really out there to to prove that that he's better than the way he was maybe even treated in the World Series so I'm excited for him I'm a big Alex Wood fan um uh, Kenta Maeda had a great World Series coming out of the bullpen and so it's going to be interesting how they use him this year mainly he'll be a starter but um I think they if if need be they will move him to the bullpen I think because he gave a lot of stability there in the in the uh, playoffs last year uh, as far as hitting goes and in, in our offense again we didn't make a whole lot of changes um, Justin Turner being hurt early i think is is really um, been a negative thing for the Dodgers he's definitely i think the emotional leader of the team um, he's by far the best and most consistent hitter we've had over the last couple of years. And, um, but I think he's just kind of plays it uh, with an attitude, he's just really relaxed and at ease. And even when things are tough, he's our most clutch hitter. I think without him in the lineup, it's made a, a big effect on the team emotionally. So far this year, I've actually been kind of impressed with Puig. Um, he's not hitting a great average, but just, The plays he's kind of making and his maturity level so I'm really excited about that um, and his level of play but right now we're playing uh, Logan Forsythe at third base replacing Turner and he is just struggling Uh, watch the game he had three errors on defense he's batting like 110 or something Um, so we really need Justin Turner back to to go on, but I'm um, I'm still hopeful. The slow start always makes you wonder, but they have a lot of depth, and um, they still are willing to spend money if they need to when it comes to the trade deadline and such in the summer.
0: So speaking of of uh, the Dodgers, the Dodgers' salary structure, it seemed like uh, they and the Yankees were reluctant to go over the luxury tax this year. Um, And part of it may be because they're preparing for the free agent class next year, which is supposed to be spectacular. And there's been rumors, Harper to the Dodgers, there's also Machado out there, and there's a whole bunch of quality free agents. Do you see the Dodgers making some big moves next year if they don't um, finish off the postseason and win the World Series?
3: I do. I think... Even if they do, I think there will be some pretty pretty big changes. Like you said, they're not afraid to spend money, but uh, we're we're holding back. I think for the class, they also feel they had a with the they felt that they had a good enough team last year to win the World Series. And, um, they were at, had the opportunity to really bring the same team back and not have to make many changes, didn't didn't lose too many guys. You know, Darvish out of the pitching staff is probably the biggest name person. But with the free agents that we have coming up next year and the ones that are out there, I, I foresee quite a few changes, win or lose this year for the Dodgers.
2: And uh, this is Kershaw's last, um, so he could opt out at the end of this year. Um, there's no indication really that he wants to play anywhere else, but there's always that call when he gets to this age if he'll want to look for really just one last huge contract to to, uh, to assign so do you think he will opt out and if so do you think the um, Dodgers will re-sign him
3: you, you never know what's going on in, in the front office and what those guys think and me being a, certainly a homer fan for the Dodgers I I think they're going to do all that they can to keep Kershaw there um, I mean money money talks and, and Kershaw can go do it but I really th- think and, and I realize especially with these owners that they understand that Kershaw is the face of the Dodgers and I, if he goes somewhere I mean it's not without a fight from the Dodgers so they're really going to put in their efforts and money to keep him.
0: Thank you, CA. Um, so obviously, you're picking the Dodgers to win the National <laughs> Well, most. of course, I mean, <laughs> uh, they're gonna.
3: let the slow start, but they, they have the depth, and they're going to do it. One of um, the teams that I say the sleeper in in the division is uh, our next door neighbors to me, and the people that all the and people in my area are fans of, and that's the Rockies. Uh, I just I think they're they made some. Decent improvements in the bullpen, and, and to me it was the bullpen that cost them a lot of games last year. I had Wade Davis, I think, is going to be pretty big.
0: Do you have them second um, over in, over the Rock, um, Diamondbacks? Uh,
3: I think, again, they, the Rockies and the Diamondbacks were the two wild cards last year, and I think there is some great potential of both of them doing that again. Yeah. Um, you know, The Giants tried to improve. They got big names. But, you know, we're playing in 2018. Um, they were great five years ago. But, and the Giants, you, you think they'd be better. And I li- I really like some of their players, but I just don't think they're going to have the staying power. Um, and uh, the lowly uh, Padres, you know, I'd like the Padres, <laughs> I do, but... but you know they're not too good so why i'm saying this is i think there's some fairly easy wins i think the padres will probably be the worst team in, in the whole league and so playing them that many times i think that helps out the nl west and the giants i don't think they'll they'll be that good so get some fairly easy wins for the rest of the division and so in saying that i think that uh um there are some other pretty good teams out there but i think i'm going with the rockies in arizona for wild cards again
0: excellent what about you, Brian? How do you see the west?
1: Um, I think uh, this year it's it's the Diamondbacks' year to win the west um I'm thinking uh, i always with the dodgers obviously a really talented group um, what worries me is uh, I think you mentioned uh Puig's uh, maturity level I think he's definitely matured, but i I worry about his performance here because he's a he's uh, a streaky guy and um I wasn't wasn't completely convinced with Alex Wood's incredible year last year. So I think some of the performances that were kind of breakout years, um, I don't know if they can be repeated. I think the book is out on Bellinger. Um, the Astros had a lot of success bearing um, the breaking ball on his back foot, um, and he could not hit that pitch whatsoever. Um, so I think uh, he's obviously a talented uh, baseball player, but he's not going to have this, the same year that he did last year. So I think some of the breakout performances I think are going to Bring the Dodgers back down, but I think uh, they're definitely going to be in, in the playoffs. I think they're a wild card spot if um, if Arizona does indeed um, indeed uh, win the division.
2: Yeah, so I think two teams from the West will make the the uh, playoffs. I think the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers both will. And in the week leading up to this, I've been going back and forth because before the season started, I was fairly confident in my Dodgers pick start rattled me a bit with Jensen um, there's obviously a lot of concern and with closers sometimes from year to year their performance can be great one year and then the next year it can just could be completely gone but I do think that he is a very is one of the best um, closers in baseball if not the best and I think that he has the talent to figure out whatever he is going through and I think he's going to right this ship um, I think that they will not win the amount of games they did last year. I mean, um, you know, obviously they had that incredible stretch in the middle of the year. um, And I think that's something that I don't know if ever can be repeated again. Um, But I still think as much as I like the Diamondbacks rotation, I have questions about their lineup. And I still think the Dodgers have the most depth in the um, nl west and i think if there are any glaring holes around the all-star break i think their front um, office will work to a address them so i don't think it's going to be as easy of a path as this year but i am going to stick with my guns and not let the slow start scare me and pick them to win the uh, west and pick the diamondbacks as a wild card team
0: and i'm gonna concur with that. With that, That's who I have. I have the Dodgers because of their depth, winning a dogfight over the Diamondbacks. Um, my second wild card is the Cardinals. I want to go with the Mets. I think the, the Mets and the Rockies will also compete with the Cardinals. And I think, again, just like in the American League, I, I see the wild card race going down to the final day between the Cardinals. Uh, the Mets and the Rockies and the Diamondbacks—all those teams are going to be battling. I think it should be an excellent uh, race, and there's so many different teams in, in baseball that, if things break right, you know they can get in the playoffs. And then once in the playoffs, you got a pitcher that gets hot. And so the moment of truth—the National League pennant. CA, <laughs> we'll start with you. Are
3: you going with the Dodgers to repeat? <clears throat> Well, my heart says the Dodgers, but um, there's just something about the Cubs, I guess. And adding Darvish for the year, um, although with the way he performed for us last year in the in the postseason, I hope we can play him and and take him out. Uh, but I just I I like the Cubs. I think it's going to be close. Nationals, like you guys talked about, are great Cubs, and either the Dodgers or Arizona, um, but. My heart says the Dodgers, and my brain says the Cubs.
2: Hmm. Now that's a tough one too. Um, though I, I would say I'm gonna pick the Nationals to win the pennant. Um, I think that they they should have they should have won at least one pennant these last five years, um, just with their level of talent, um, and I think they just have too much talent in the rotation and too much talent and the um lineup that one of these years they're going to put it uh, together and go and make a run and get hot in the right time and the playoffs saying that i do have a sinking feeling that they will once again find some way to lose in the nlds in some heartbreaking fashion but i gotta figure one of these years they'll figure it out so why not this year
1: yeah and i'm kind of the same mindset Mm -hmm. i'm going with the nationals i think uh yeah, the I think the the Cubs and the the Dodgers slide into those um, wild card spots, and it's going to be a great playoff um, playoffs to watch. But I think the the Nationals end up coming out of the National League, and yeah, I think uh, this is Harper's year to really have a big year and uh, and earn that big contract that um, everyone's talking about <laughs> that he's going to get, maybe upwards of like three hundred million, which will be crazy. But I think yeah, I think. Their their rotation is is really talented and they have an incredible lineup. I think this is their year to make it to the World Series.
0: Unfortunately, as a Mets guy, I, I agree with you guys. I think the Nationals are due to have uh, playoffs where they, where they got hot. They just have too good of a pitching staff. Um, you know, Scherzer and Strasburg and Gio Gonzalez not to break through one of these um, one of these years. So, guys, it is World Series time. Are you ready to lock your World Series (laughs) for our millions of listeners out there to record it for the end of time, who we pick for the 2018 World Series? Brian, we'll start with you. All right. I think you all know who I'm going with. I think (laughs) taking the
1: the Astros to repeat. Um, They just have... uh, too deep of a lineup. I think there's not too many holes that you can find. Obviously, I, uh, like I mentioned, the only thing I'm worried about is rotation health and how our bullpen is going to be used if our if any of our guys go down. Because um, That happened to us mid-season last year. We had a couple starters go down. We had to use our bullpen way too much and they got tired by the end of the year. It kind of affected their playoffs. Um, so that's that's a one big thing for me, but I think they're incredibly deep. They've got some guys in the farm system that are coming up, and I think they repeat as World Series champions.
3: So this really stings for me, because it still hurts to lose to the Astros in the World Series last fall, but I'm going to have to pick the Astros as well.
2: well I will be a contrarian, so I, my World Series matchup is the Astros and Nationals. Um, I think that it would be a very close World Series, um, and I think you could certainly make a case and a lot of people will be picking the Astros, but I'll say the Nats pull it out. Um, Verlander was great in the playoffs last year. Um, I'm not sure he can repeat that magical of a performance for the second year in a row. Maybe he, he can and prove me wrong because he's seemed to do that his whole um, career, but he's an old pitcher and I'm not sure he can do that A again. And as much as I like Verlander and Keichel, I think Steven, Strath- um, Strasburg, Scherzer, and um, Rorick would be a great one, two, three punch in a seven game series. Um, I think that it would be a series where there would be a lot of runs scored. Um, I think it would be a lot of fun to watch, but I'll say the Nats.
0: And I'm gonna go with, unfortunately, I just recently watched the Star Star Wars, the latest Star Wars movie, (laughs) and I saw how the evil empire is back and very powerful. So yes, I'm going with the evil Empire the Yankees to, to win the World Series, and it may take me a month or two to get over that, but, but okay, it's locked and loaded. Oof. Now um, guys, are you ready for some listener questions? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, we have uh, listener Dakota from San Antonio, Texas. Uh, she wants to know if any of the guys have been to a World Series game, and what the, that experience was like I think Brian. I think you can answer this question.
1: Yeah, I I went to game through the World Series last year it was the Astros first home game and uh, Man, it was just incredible to see uh, This the city really uh, come out to, to watch the Astros and support them especially the year um, that Hurricane Harvey hit so I think there's a lot of emotions behind it and a lot of people into it so the crowd was electric and um, I, we won the game, so um, everyone was super happy about it, and it was yeah one of the coolest things, just to see um, a baseball stadium full like full of orange and uh, have that electric um, atmosphere of October.
0: It was it was really cool. And I went to I was a kid and I had a family friend that had tickets to Game Six of the seventy seven World Series. And it was sitting in the bleachers, and that was the game that Reggie Jackson, unfortunately, hit three home runs to, to uh, beat the Dodgers. I'm sure that's the source <laughs> spot. And fun. the funny thing was, it was out. It was, was sitting in the bleachers, and we had a guy next to us that was was smoking pot out in the bleachers. <laughs> this is the Bronx in the in the '70s, and you know he kept on yelling at the. That the ball was high. That was a high pitch, and the guy next to me said, "Dude, the only thing that's high is you." <laughs> but that was that was an incredible experience. And um, uh, the family friend, the adult that took me to the game, uh, when the Yankees won, all the fans were jumping, jumping out, in, in the um, the deck I out in the field, and he ran out on the field, and I was left there as a as a, as a young kid, like. He's my ride. I don't know what to do. So I just sat there and watching everyone jump on the stands, and I waited for him to to come back and you know give me a ride back. But and was yeah, that the that, clinching game? That was the clinching game. Oh
2: wow! So you've seen. So I've
0: seen a clinching game. Seen,
2: that's pretty cool. Well, Craig and I have not been yet, but one of these Dodgers World Series, we'll have to fly out there and watch a game from right behind home plate. So you can I'm look with me. you, Tanner. So, so you can look for us one of those days, right behind home plate. We'll be there.
0: We have a listener question from Cindy from Peru and Vancouver, <laughs> and she wants to know that um, about paleo and sports. Uh, the Villanova Wildcats, uh, their uh, nutritionist, Dr. Kate Shanahan, subscribed a prescribed a paleo diet for the villanova Wildcats program, and they actually won the NCAA program. Do you guys foresee any um, baseball team or football team using a paleo diet and
2: succeeding, succeeding athletically with that diet? I think the sports nutrition is such a growing field, and I think, I mean, the days of baseball players just having donuts and fried chicken in the locker rooms are, far behind. I think now that the teams are really into the science and are really making sure these players eat the best they can because they're investing millions or hundreds of millions even of dollars and ensuring their bodies perform. So I definitely think that whether it's paleo or a plant-based diet or a more wholesome diet, I think teams are really going to start to adapt that. I think it's already there and I think Especially as teams, as more and more science comes out and athletics and nutrition becomes such an, a more of an analytical and scientific field that teams will continue to look for any advantage they can give their players.
3: I just think that for a while it'll be an individual choice mm-hmm. and so players will, will see it and, and um, understand the science behind it and want to do that and they'll start out just doing it individually And of course, the teams will cater to those individuals that want to eat that way. But um, for professional athletes, I think for a team to dictate a certain diet or something along those lines, um, of course, whenever they're serving their meals there at the clubhouse, they can, but they don't necessarily have a lot of control over them when they're not in the clubhouse. So um, that's why I think at that level, it's going to be a personal choice for a while, and then the teams will jump on board when there's enough individuals doing it. Yeah,
1: I definitely agree. I think that's. Uh, I think it's definitely gonna be an individual thing, and obviously the people, um, the the players that are the best and are in the best shape and best athletes may be doing this. Um, but I think it might be hard to get a full team on board. But maybe, like Tanner said, this is where sports are going. Like, uh, it's been, nutrition is becoming such a big thing, and. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think that it would be a good idea to do that. And also, But the other thing is I think baseball is less of an athletic sport yeah. than maybe yeah. like basketball or, or football. It's more of like a skillful sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how that um, plays into that, but I think that's another thing to take into account.
0: Yeah, I'd be curi- curious to see. Uh, one sport I, th- I think that uh, may benefit is, is golf because... You know, you're playing golf. Especially, we just finished watching the Masters. It's you're playing four hours. Um, the emotions, the adrenaline, and it seems like the Paleo diet, from my personal experience, gives you a more sustained energy level, and you don't have those dips of of energy and, or brain fog when you're eating kind of a Paleo diet. Um, so it'd be, I would see that 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 could be really useful in, in a sport like golf, where you're going to want to maintain in kind of an equilibrium for, for four hours. Um, We've got a interesting question from St. Gabriel at the Pearly Gate. And his favorite player is Tim Tebow. And he wants to know, do you guys think that It's good for baseball, or if it's too gimmicky for for Tim Tebow, to um, for the Mets to have given Tim Tebow a spot on their double-A roster, and he's pretty much playing every day.
1: I think that is definitely, for me, way too gimmicky for me. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if it's good for baseball. I think it is. It definitely gets people out to minor league stadiums more because he's a a star Mm -hmm. athlete. But uh, I think, yeah, definitely a gimmicky thing for me. I was never... A huge fan. obviously, Ten Tebow is a great guy, but I was never a fan of him as an
2: athlete. Um, uh, but yeah, I, for me, it's yeah, that's my opinion. I think. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. I you might be a Mets farm system expert. How how he's doing? Um, I think you know it was definitely gimmicky at first. I think if he is putting up the numbers to earn a spot, then that's fine. But I just hate would hate for him to be taking away from someone in that system who's been working hard and you know I because there are limited spots on a team's farm system and while it's a good gimmick I mean there are guys who train their whole lives to try to get a chance to play in the double a and triple a um level so I would hate for him to be taking someone's spot but I mean he seems to be hitting and you know I think do I ever think we'll see him at the, ma- at the major league um, level? I think it depends on how bad the Mets are. Um, I think if maybe they are tanking these next few years and are a 50 or 60 win team, then I could say their ownership saying, oh, we'll play him for a game and maybe get the uh, ticket sales up. But I do not think we'll ever be a consistent day-to-day um, major league baseball player.
3: I think it's a business, and uh, the Mets see it as, like, both of you said about increasing some ticket sales, getting some exposure for Mets baseball, so that part's important. But I think if Michael Jordan couldn't make it as a baseball player, I don't think Tim Tebow will. I agree with that. I will
0: say that, that Tim Tebow is a better baseball player than Michael Jordan. You know, he's, he's, he's been decent, and... Um, you know, one thing is the Mets just don't produce outfielders, so I'm not really worried about <laughs> about him taking anyone's spot. Um, I do think it's a gimmick, and but I will say I will say that I think that he's a positive role model in how hard he works and the discipline, the discipline that he puts into the game. I think that that may benefit some. Some some of these guys are probably ten to twelve years younger than Tebow, so um, hopefully his work ethic and you know just the quality person he is rubs rubs up on them.
1: I, I what I would like to say is like I do respect Tebow for sticking with us for so long yeah, yeah, I know. because he could make more money, he could be on T V. It's not a glamorous life. And he's I don't know, he's must be passionate must about like life it, yeah. sticking around. So yeah, that I do respect about him.
0: We got uh, one final listener question. And, and this is what I love about podcasts. It, it reaches internationally. And we actually got a listener question from North Korea, believe it or not. Uh, a guy named Kim Jong-un <laughs> said that uh, a few years ago, he, he watched an American movie that just really ticked him off. You know, it was making fun of North Korea and whatever dictator that they have there. So he wants to know, he said, guys, I want to try American movies again. Are there any movies that you guys have seen recently that you can recommend that he can watch that won't offend
2: a Dictator from a month? Um, Well, for a country. Brian and I recently saw A Quiet Place. Um, it seems to be pretty inoffensive to dictators. Uh, there aren't too many political uh, <laughs> um, statements. And it was a good movie. I don't know if it was great, but it was good. It's a good... if. Kim Jong-un just kind of wants a thriller or, um, you know, kind of a suspenseful, um, movie. Um, I, as far as recent movies, um, I think there were some good ones that were nominated for the Academy Award. Um, I think Lady Bird was good. Um, I'm already blanking on some of the other the Academy Awards. The Yes, yeah. I think Kim Jong-un would enjoy both of those and once again they don't have any direct references to his political style so i think you would find them fairly um unoffensive and you know always if he wants to i know he's looking for um movies but espn puts out some great 30 for uh 30s that he might enjoy i hear he likes basketball um so they have some good ones on um larry bird and the lakers and celtics and the um 80s and um a good one on Reggie Miller I think yeah. in his time with the New York Knicks so if Kim Jong-un wants to watch some American basketball I think that'd be a good place for him to look
1: maybe we could get one on uh, his friend Dennis Rodman <laughs> as well um, uh, maybe if we get one I get him super interested but no I think you know it depends on what he's into I know the guy but uh maybe he's into some Historic or history? Uh, he go for Dunkirk, was a great movie last year. Yeah. Uh, pretty well done. Uh, oh, like Tanner said, Lady Bird, Three Board was great. But I think one of my th- most fun movies last year was Get Out. I really enjoyed it, and the crowd, like just the crowd experience, was really cool. Everyone got super into it. Um, you know, if he's into rom coms, maybe he goes all the way back to McConaughey's early days. Go hits up some Failure to Launch. You know, pretty uh happy-go-lucky stuff, so well, it depends sure. on what he's,
2: in, what he's into. Sure, being a dictator is stressful. Yeah, so he so some maybe stress. some lighter <laughs> movies might be nice. Yeah, Yeah, like Get
0: Out. And there, there's a 30 for 30 um, that I'm looking forward to see with Bill Belichick and, and um, Bill Parcells. I yeah, found be- those guys completely fascinating. Mm-hmm. Well guys, I greatly appreciate your, your time and your picks. Um, it's been a blast. And listeners, we are going to have, coming up in the next week or two, CA and I are going to. And Tanner, if you're into it, we'll break down the NFL draft, um, break, break down uh, some of the quarterbacks, just go over Josh Allen and a couple picks. So guys, have any
2: final parting shots on, on the baseball season? Well, I think my performance And Craig's bracket pool, 73 out of 73 shows that um, (laughs) I would implore the listeners to not put any money on what I said this day. (laughs) Uh, I'm just going with go
1: Stros.
3: That's all (laughs) I got to say. And I got to say, go Dodgers.
0: (laughs) And I got to say, for the Mets, you got to (laughs) believe (laughs) maybe. Please. Okay, listeners. Talk to you later. Bye.